Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Hello, Melissa. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I'm drinking coffee a little bit later in the day. It's kind of like a vicious cycle for me. I keep waking up in the middle of the night. I don't know what's wrong. And so I'm so tired the next day. Then I drink coffee like probably too late in the day. And then I eventually like can't go to sleep. So anyways, I probably shouldn't be drinking it, but I am. It's so dark out right now. Dang it. That's terrible. I feel like sleep problems are the worst. I know. I'm so sorry. So annoying. So trying to get my energy levels up so I can be pumped up for this podcast episode. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sorry. I probably won't be a ton of help with that because I do not feel good. And, you know, it's the classic how everyone is right now. It's like, is it COVID? Mm -hmm. Luckily, we have a pretty good amount of rapid tests. Like anytime I go grocery shopping, I look for a rapid test to grab. That's smart. So... Yeah, I took one this morning. It was negative, but um, I have a feeling that it's creeping up on me. So we'll see. I'm so sorry. But anyways. Well, hopefully we can get some good information and good uh, vibes through this episode and then you can go rest. Yes, agreed. I'm going to be drinking on, I have a big fountain soda to help my throat feel better. So that's going to help me throughout this podcast. Good. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to talk about something that We've definitely touched on here and there, but we've never dedicated a whole episode to it, which is shocking. Um, We're going to talk about how to clean your list, which is something everyone should do to Mm -hmm. some degree, which we'll get into. There are lots of different strategies to use here, a lot of different criteria to look at, um, but we're going to get into the details. Sounds good. Cool. So just a quick snippet of information for someone who might not know. You know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know how important it is to clean your list and why it's important. But in case you're a new listener or you just aren't so well-versed in that, a quick overview of why cleaning your list of unengaged subscribers is critical. So the domain that you use to send your emails has a reputation, sort of like a credit score, and mailbox providers like Gmail, Microsoft, etc., use that domain reputation to decide if your messages belong in the inbox or the spam folder where no one wants to be. No. And then your domain reputation, you're probably wondering, how's that determined? Mm -hmm. Um, It's determined by the way your subscribers interact with your emails. So there are positive interactions people can take, like opens and clicks and replies, et cetera. And then negative reactions, like marking the message as spam or not engaging at all. So when subscribers continue to receive emails from you, but they don't engage with your emails, it sends negative signals to the mailbox providers and will start to damage your sender reputation. So this is the reason why we have this episode, why it's so important to regularly clean your list of unengaged subscribers, because if you let them sit there on your list, they're going to start damaging your reputation and causing your messages to land in the spam folder. Yep, causes a whole slew of issues. So we can get started with just how to clean your list. We're going to give some general advice and guidelines, but it is helpful to note that there's wiggle room here. Um, It's not 
kind of with a lot of things with deliverability, there's not like a one size fits all. Like it's definitely catered to your list, how engaged your subscribers are, your sending cadence, like how often you send mail, all of that can kind of determine like what works or what's best for your list and how to clean your list. So we can get into the three possible avenues for cleaning your list. And I'll just jump into the first one. A re-engagement series ending in an opt-in confirmation email. This is great for someone who pays attention to their list health and re-engages their list often and isn't experiencing any active deliverability issues. I like suggesting this one to people who I can tell do follow like best practices for the most part with deliverability. And this is like just good, even if you aren't needing to actively like get rid of tons of cold subscribers on your list or something, just re-engaging with those who maybe aren't opening as often. I know I get those emails from time to time from people. And I know that I'm not a super engaged subscriber on some of the lists that I'm on, but I'm not ready to like give up being on their list either. So sometimes people just need like a little nudge in the right direction to you know, re-engage, be reminded why they are on your list. And sometimes it can help them. Um, You know, you could offer for them to change their preferences if they want to maybe add a little bit more description basically to what they're interested in learning about. Maybe they're just not getting the right emails from you. So I feel like this is a good avenue for people who, who, yeah, don't have any serious issues, but want to like make sure that they are getting the most out of the engaged subscribers on their list. Sorry, Neptune is playing with a toy. I loved that. That's perfect timing. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm like, okay, Melissa, stop talking. <laughs> no, it was great. He's like, amen. That was mm-hmm. him being like, good job, mom. I agree. Yeah. That's so funny. That was really funny. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I totally agree. A re-engagement series is great for everyone to do, but it's not really the thing to do if you're actively experiencing big issues or you haven't cleaned your list in over a year or something like that. So let's get into what you should do if you are experiencing some deliverability issues. There's really two options. One would be to just send a single opt-in confirmation email to those people who are unengaged. This is great for someone who hasn't cleaned their list in the last year or so, um, or is concerned about their list health or experiencing deliverability issues. And this is better than a re-engagement campaign for someone with a little bit more of a list health issue because in that re-engagement campaign, you're sending to your unengaged subscribers like potentially two to three times to figure out if they should stay on your list. And if you're experiencing a deliverability issue or you have some other list health issue, you don't wanna be sending a bunch of emails to your unengaged list. You kinda wanna do as little as you have to. So a single opt-in confirmation email is a really good path forward there. And then the third option is if you are really struggling, have um, some major issues, and maybe your list hasn't been cleaned in over a year or multiple years, and that is just outright deleting those unengaged subscribers without sending them any final opt-in confirmation email. I know that might sound scary, but if your messages are already going to spam folder and you're already struggling, sending to those people again is just going to cause more damage. So Mm -hmm. in that case, if you've been sending to them for over a year and they haven't opened any single message in over a year, sending them one more email saying, do you want to be on my list? Mm -hmm. Probably 
isn't going to be super helpful. Yeah, I know this one. This is always hard to give advice on because it feels very final, I think, for a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of senders don't love to watch their numbers go down, especially when there's a few thousand sometimes subscribers that need to be cold subscribers that need to be deleted. But I think we've said it a lot in a lot of other episodes, but you're paying for those subscribers. And if there's no interaction, if there's no engagement, it's probably not worth paying for those subscribers to not have any sort of end results from that, whether it's just pure engagement or purchase or whatever. So you have to look at the big picture and recognize that even though it's hard to cut ties with people, they can always come back. Like just because you delete them off your list because they're not engaging doesn't mean that they don't have the opportunity to come back someday if they really want to. Yeah, for sure. And I just thought of a kind of another in-between strategy that we can cover real quick. And that's if you are experiencing active deliverability issues, but you know outright deleting everyone seems mm-hmm. extreme to you. But I have heard this before. You know, people are like, "Well, I would love to send an opt-in confirmation email, but all my emails are going to spam, so mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to see it." So, in a case like that, I recommend that you stop sending to unengaged subscribers for at least two weeks, potentially more, and then after that period where that's going to help boost your sender reputation and your deliverability. Test things out. See if messages are going to the inbox more. Mm-hmm. Once they are, you can send a single opt-in confirmation email to your unengaged subscribers, probably in smaller yeah. groups, not everyone all at once, depending on how large that group is. But that is sort of a good in-between mm-hmm. stage if you think, well, all my messages are going to spam, so I can't really send them anything to re-engage them because they are not going to see it. Yeah, that's a great point. Cool. Well, do you want to tell us what makes a good re-engagement strategy? I'm sure some people want to start implementing that, but they're like, how do I do that well? Definitely. All right. So a good re-engagement strategy like series would be to send one to three engagement attempts. These emails should be your best content. Try to provide a ton of value and remind subscribers why they signed up for your emails. I think it's good not to overthink this too much you know, and not be too like fancy or you put too much in them necessarily, but just be really straightforward and offer something really good that makes people feel like what you are giving them is valuable. And don't send too often. I've seen people make this mistake before. Maybe send one a week. So if you have three, about three engagement attempts, send that one every week, three three different weeks. Uh, but, but sometimes if you it seems a little desperate if you send multiple attempts back to back. So just be cautious of doing that. And then the final email should be an opt-in confirmation email to those who are still unengaged. We'll talk about what makes a good opt-in confirmation email next. Perfect. Yeah, I love that. And I think the re-engagement strategy will look different depending on Mm -hmm. who you are and what you're about. For someone who is straight up just like you know, you're selling a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Let's say a teacher who runs a teacher pay teacher kind of resource library. I know we have a lot of those kind of people who use ConvertKit. And in that case, people might not be following you for your writing or something, but they're following you for your resources, your products that they love. So for you, a re-engagement strategy might be like a heavy discount or a freebie or something like that. And then we have some musicians who use ConvertKit 
who are doing re-engagement strategies. And for them, their best content looks something like a really personal email that's like, here's the, you know, behind the scenes of how I wrote this song. Like, Mm -hmm. here's where I was. Here's what I was doing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I do think that's going to look different for everyone. But just try and think about what your subscribers really want from you, why they signed up, and how you can get them to remember why they signed up and want to stay. I think you made a good point earlier, too, just touching on if you do have a really unengaged list that maybe sending three cold like attempts isn't necessary either, especially if you know if you can see the history of a lot of your subscribers and they haven't opened an email in a really long time. Sending them three different opportunities to op- opt back in is probably not going to do the trick. So maybe, you know, separating even further your unengaged subscribers, maybe into people who have opened within a certain amount of time or who have clicked a certain link or a certain email, that could also be helpful. Yep, totally. So next we'll talk about what makes a good opt-in confirmation email. So this is gonna be used at the end of your re-engagement series, or you might be someone who's not gonna do the whole re-engagement series thing, but you're just gonna send a single opt-in confirmation email. So The opt-in confirmation should be extremely clear. Do not fluff it up. If you're wanting to send a bunch of like extra content, don't do it in the same email as the opt-in confirmation email. Do that in your re-engagement series. Mm -hmm. But this final opt-in confirmation email should only have a single call to action. It should be very clear in the subject line that action is needed. Actions required to stay on the list. So the language is going to change depending on you and your style, but you know things like having a button that says click here to stay on my email list, click here to keep receiving, blah, blah, blah. Like think about whatever value you're providing. And then after a few days, you should remove subscribers who didn't click to confirm their opt-in, which I know can, might feel really sad, but try and think about how good that is for your deliverability and all the people who are engaging, um, how good it is that you're going to reach their inbox better. I'm trying to think of, I wish I had pulled up a better example that I've received like more recently, but some people are very clever with how they offer something for you to opt back in, stay on the list. So I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head and I'm having a hard time doing it, but even just um, like fun verbiage, I've noticed lately, like people saying things like, oh gosh, I had a really good one the other day and I'm so mad that I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something like a travel blog and it was like, we're just now like almost able to start traveling again. It was just like something really clever. Like don't leave now. Like you might miss out on something really good. Yeah. And it was just the way that they did it. It didn't seem, it was like pretty true. I was like, yeah, I could see that. Like I might be able to start traveling again. You know what I mean? And I was like, <laughs> I, I like related to what they were saying and also like, ooh, maybe this is a good time to stay on their list. So it was just really well worded, even though I can't remember if there was like an offer or not. They were able to pinpoint like, ooh, what are people thinking right now? Yes, that's so good. So it was kind of, it was a good one. Yeah. And I think you can find a way to do it that's not cheesy or whatever, but yeah. And this isn't the same thing, but one thing I thought of kind of, I don't know if you've ever gone through the workflow to like delete your Facebook account. But that final page they show you, like there has been multiple times where I've gone to delete my Facebook account and then the page they show me convinces me not to. And it's like, so-and-so will miss you. So-and-so will miss you. And it's all these different people <laughs> that they know, you know, because they're smart, like who you interact with most. Right. And that has definitely worked on me. Um, So a little different, but try and think like, what am I offering that people are going to miss out on? Mm-hmm. And say that in the opt-in confirmation email, like as a reminder, 
here's what you'll be missing out on. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I respect you and your inbox. Right. So click here if you want to stay on my list. Otherwise, I'll see you. See you around. <laughs> I'll see you around. I've also seen um, <laughs> more retail type stores, but, you know, send like a discount code for 25%, like something a little better than like 10% off. I 10% off and 5% off. I just got, oh. I just got a coupon. I ordered a book. This is totally off topic, but I ordered a book in September, a coffee table book. Okay. Ooh. It's a special order. It was way cheaper than any other price I've seen, even on Amazon, like anywhere else. So I was like, I'm going to order it from this local bookstore. I can support the local bookstore and also get it cheaper. That's great. It's, what are we in? January? Yep. I finally messaged them yesterday. I was like, so I know COVID has caused a lot of problems, but is there any hope that I'll ever get this book? (laughs) And they were like, we're so sorry. It's gone to the printer to be like specially printed, like for you because they don't have any more. So they have to reprint it. Fancy. But... Now I forgot where, what my what my point was. The, of Did they give this. you a coupon? Oh yeah, the five percent off. Let's <laughs> see. This is where my mind is today. <laughs> so yeah, they. I was just so upset about the book. I couldn't even remember. <laughs> your mind was so insignificant. Five percent off on your next order, and I was like, super appreciate you doing something, but five percent off is nothing. And if you're gonna send me a like a like a re confirmation re opt in whatever, don't send me five percent off. Send me twenty five percent off. Which you didn't say that to them. No. Right. I just need to clarify to all our listeners that yeah. Melissa's not like fighting with bookstores being like, no, <laughs> 5% is not good enough. But I totally agree. When I see things pop up that are like, enter your email for 5% off. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like my email's worth way more than that. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No, I'm definitely not fighting with local bookstore owners, but that's good. It made me <laughs> chuckle because I was like, I live in Washington and sales tax is like, very high. So that is, this doesn't even cover sales tax for me. Yeah. So it just made me laugh. Something to think about. It is. Make sure your offer is good enough to make them want to stay. And also, I think that's the other thing, like whether or not their intention was to whatever, but I like, it doesn't make me feel super valued when someone offers 5% off. I think that's really more what it is. It's not necessarily the, the cost or the money. It's that like, that feels like a half attempt. You'd probably rather receive nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that's kind of a tangent and I'm seems to be my thing this week. I'm just like, Oh, it's been a week ranting about. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Well, we will get back to the list cleaning, but that was, it was still helpful. Value offer value. Yeah. Value is important. Okay. So we've explained what an opt-in confirmation email should look like, what a re-engagement strategy should look like. You might be wondering how often should I be cleaning my list? And this is something, again, where there isn't a one-size-fits-all plan here. This can be tweaked. I would say in an ideal world, senders would run a re-engagement campaign every three to six months to keep your list healthy. And I wouldn't go more than six months without cleaning your list in some way. So some clarity there. The reason why I say you should do this every three to six months is because we will see that some people will go for a long time without Mm -hmm. cleaning their list. They usually wait until they run into deliverability issues. And then it's like half your list or more is unengaged. And that is so painful to have to clean up your list. That's painful. Yeah, when it's a huge majority of your subscribers. So doing this regularly will help you keep things clean, much more manageable, just like cleaning your house, which we love to talk about too. I won't get us on a tangent (laughs) there, but if you do little small things. Don't get me started. I was going to say, Melissa vacuums her house like three times a day. Twice. So that 
Okay. Twice a day. Still crazy. (laughs) But I'm just jealous that I don't do that. (laughs) And it's way better because then it's not all, you know, disgusting Mm -hmm. if she waits too long. So that's helpful. Um, And then the reason I say I wouldn't go longer than six months. Um, So we know based on some information, we think Gmail's cut off of like when they start to dock your domain reputation is when they see a large amount of people who haven't opened or engaged with your emails in six plus months. Mm -hmm. The reason we think this is because Gmail started to show a pop-up sometimes that I think it's like when you view your promotions tab and it'll say something like, you haven't opened a message from Mm -hmm. West Elm in six months. Do you want to unsubscribe? So for them, that is a timeline, a category where they think this person doesn't want this mail anymore. So obviously we don't know the code behind Gmail, but that's a really good signal that they don't like Mm -hmm. when people are on your list who haven't engaged for six months. So it's good for you to keep that in mind and don't go longer than six months without cleaning your list. Right. So Melissa, tell us, because we get this question all the time and I think also it's, it's not a science, but what classifies an unengaged subscriber? This takes me like a lot of mental energy. Every time I say it, I'm always like, uh, I have to think through this. But in ConvertKit, we define a cold subscriber as anyone who has not opened email in 90 days, or they've been on your list for 30 days and haven't opened any emails. Yeah. And just in case people are wondering like why the whole 30 day thing, that actually is super, super helpful. Because if you think about it, someone joins your list Like, when they join, they should probably be the most Mm -hmm. engaged they've been. They just signed up. They're excited. If they don't open a single message in 30 days, I know with Apple stuff, it gets tricky, but that would say that they're opening. So it really doesn't get that tricky. That's a good point. Yeah. So if you see someone that hasn't been opening for 30 days, like they haven't opened a single message you've sent them, and they've been on your list 30 days, that's a good sign that it's not a great sign up. Mm -hmm. Um, It could have come through list bombing. Or some other issue. But anyways, that's why that little addition is there. Unrelated. I had a a customer reach out this morning about something somewhat similar about unsubscribes. And I wish that I would have said it in the way you just said it with the 30 days thing. Because that was... That was very well said. Thank you. I don't even know what I just said, but thank you. I think saying that you... Like your subscribers are the... They should be the most engaged in the beginning. I think that's just like a good... Like I said, I should know that or think about that, but I just hadn't thought about it like that. (laughs) Um, But I think that would help with um, even just like with people unsubscribe and you're wondering why this is totally off topic. But if they haven't opened an email, even since the beginning, they're probably just not wanting to be on your list. And I would assume that for cold subscribers also. Some people like me don't unsubscribe from anything forever. And then they finally (laughs) go through and they unsubscribe from everything on the same day. It's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe it. I know. You need a trophy, an inbox zero trophy. Oh, it was such a good feeling. Hasn't been like that in years. It's amazing. I know. It's sad. (laughs) So, okay. If you want to be less strict with your cold subscriber characterization, which I think is totally fine for some senders, if you're a ConvertKit user, I'd recommend upgrading to a ConvertKit Pro plan if you haven't already and utilizing subscriber scoring for list cleaning. We help customers with this all the time. And you can use our star, you know, subscriber scores. So for example, you might say, I want to just clean my one star subscribers. Those are people who have been unengaged for nine plus months 
Or you can say, I want to clean my one and two star subscribers. And those are people who haven't engaged in six plus months. So you can just get a little more custom there. Some people will clean the one stars first and wait a little bit and then clean the two stars or whatever. So that can help you get just a little more customized with the criteria you decide to set. And I would recommend that when determining your unengaged subscriber criteria, again, you at least consider anyone who hasn't engaged in six plus months because of what we know about how Gmail filters mail. Okay, so I hope this was a helpful guide to cleaning your list. Um, It's hard to give super general information about something that really can be really customized um, Mm -hmm. depending on what your needs are what your list health is like, what you've done so far, what you're sending, how often you're sending. I mean, it's crazy. So I know we always like to have things wrapped up in a pretty bow and give like exact advice, but we would be doing you a disservice if we said, follow this exact formula in this instance. So hopefully we at least helped you pick sort of like what path makes sense for you and how you can keep your list clean. Mm -hmm. But let us know if you have any questions. We're always here to help. Yeah. And if you're a ConvertKit customer and you're interested in just getting a second opinion and you want someone to take a look at your list and everything you've got going on, we can help kind of figure out and give some advice as to what maybe you could do. So feel free to reach out and ask for that. Perfect. And again, have to plug it every episode now. Um, (laughs) If you haven't already signed up for our monthly newsletter with lots of good deliverability information in it, go to deliverability. Dot ck dot page and sign up there cool hope you have a great week see you next time see you next time bye bye thanks for listening to deliverability defined don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening and if you have time please leave us a review you can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com deliverability where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week.